sales is a very positive, optimistic thing. Sales is a transfer of energy, essentially indicating that if you can take your energy towards something, a product or service, and transfer it to the person on the other side, that they will in turn want to participate and buy your product or service. You just take that excitement you have for it and transfer it to the person across from you. And now you potentially have a sale in your hands as long as all the other objections are met. Sales is building a business relationship that yields long-term benefits to both parties. That sounds a lot more contractual. The first definition is like the inception of sales, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. So the first version is selling based on emotion because energy is emotion. Energy is not a tangible physical thing. The second definition, as far as that relationship feels a lot more formal. I like your thought of the first with the transfer of energy. I think the misconception is that it's all transactional and that it, that's the way from the outside looking in, somebody may see sales is that it's just a transaction. I like the thought of back to what you asked, the transfer of energy. It very much does feel like that way. You're trying to get the other person on the other end of the table to to feel the way that you feel about something or get them to think a certain way, get them to think the way that you want them to think about whatever that is that you're trying to sell them or trying to pull them into. Easier said than done for us because we're selling something that we all agree that we're very passionate about. But if any of you guys found yourself in a situation where you had to sell something that you maybe weren't as passionate about. I had you listen to the other day. It was talking, um, it was a sales podcast. He was talking all about, selling selling the outcome and not the product you could argue if you just change your perspective if we take like a car because that's an easy example it's just an item it's a thing but a car is a car but you could argue and you could change your perspective and sell the outcome of the way that driving that car might make someone feel you could argue that you make somebody's life you know a lot better you change their quality of life and Maybe they're the way they think about themselves or their level of confidence or whatever it might be. If you just shift your perspective. If you could give people something that's high on their value system, you're helping them. And most people's Mm -hmm. value system somewhere up there high is feeling good every day. So if you can even put a spin on, Hey, I'm selling you this car, but like, how does it make you feel when you drive this car versus your current model? More confident. Safety is a big yeah. reason people buy cars and they promote. Oh, so you feel safer, yeah. more confident. Uh, you feel accomplished because now you can maybe drive a better model than you used to. Okay, great. Now you're giving them the, the vessel that's going to allow them to go to a job or make an income to further open up other doors too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One of my first sales jobs, I was in uh, health insurance, so I had to make that switch that you were talking about, Stamos, just going from selling that product to actually selling the outcome. Because initially getting into it, I wasn't, that was my first sales job, so I didn't have a lot of background in it. So I was just sitting there trying to lay out all the different aspects of the product and kind of portray why that would be important to the client. But once I started switching that mindset and switching over to um, selling the outcome, that's when I started being successful in sales. So are you passionate about helping people get health insurance or did you find a way to psych yourself up? Yeah, absolutely. I was never passionate about actual, actually getting people health insurance, but making that switch allowed me to have more passion. One of my clients one time, she ended up having cancer, ended up going to have brain surgery, brain cancer. It was $867,000 bill. With the health insurance that I got her, she was able to pay $0. So that was all covered for her 100%. And the best thing about it was she actually got to choose any doctor in the nation. 
So she got to go choose the best brain surgeon in the nation, and she was taken care of just absolutely well. So it was very fulfilling from that end. Yeah, you're selling peace of mind. And if you talk about value system, peace of mind is up there for a lot of people, especially we'll probably dive into at some point on the in the book club pods, rich dad, poor dad. But the old way of thinking, the poor dad was peace of mind was up there. That old way of going to college, having a degree, so you can always fall into $40,000, a year job. That mindset is wrapped around peace of mind. So it's definitely up there in people's value system. I know for me early in my career, because if we get into that rich dad, poor dad mentality, my parents are older from a blue collar area. They look down at sales. They almost looked at it and made me feel like selling was pushing people into doing something. In fact, I remember having a conversation where at one point my mother was trying to talk me out of taking a sales position in fitness, my first opportunity to sell fitness, because she goes, oh, you're just going to push people into stuff they don't want. Mm -hmm. But it's not about pushing, because if you're authentically passionate about fitness, that's your world. So don't push them, pull them into your world, share what you love so much with them. So when I stopped looking at pushing people into buying and started looking at it as pulling people into buying, it completely changed kind of my gear. I was able to put it into, what's the highest gear in a car? Fifth gear, sixth gear? Six. I don't drink. Okay. I was able to put it in a six gear. Yeah. Six gear all the time and pull as hard as possible because I felt like I was bringing them into this amazing world that I understood. I was reaping the benefits of, and I just wanted to share it with people. So to that avail, there was no way I could pull too hard. Even when you say the words, they feel different. Pushing people into stuff feels wrong. Pulling people into something feels right. It might be an oversimplification, but it almost feels that way, doesn't it? Why do you think sales is misconceived as such a harsh verb? I think people have been, the story you were mentioning, have been so conditioned to think of like used car salesmen that all at the end of the day that they're trying to do is move the product at any expense, not with the buyer in mind, but for the bottom dollar. Maybe it's just exactly. a person that's only looking to make a lot of money and they're not actually you know passionate about the product or anything like that. Yeah. So I think that's part of it. And uh, then a few, uh, a few bad apples in the bunch ruins it for everybody. And sure, which kind of then- creates that misconception that all people that are in sales are like that. Which yeah. yeah segues into, are you selling because you're passionate about the cause and what it is that you're moving? Or are you selling for the commission at the end of the day for the bottom dollar? That's a real good question. So is somebody that's selling to max out their commission and incentive structure? Any less authentic than the person that's just selling because they, they genuinely want to match as many people with their product or service as possible because Not they necessarily. want to experience it? Because if you put yeah. the right person in the right field, then they're going to hopefully close out that incentive package because they're passionate about it. You get the best of both worlds and you can create a, an ultimate salesman. I think there's so many people in sales roles that aren't authentically passionate about what they do that it erodes the whole concept of sales. I definitely think it affects it and leans in towards it. If you think about how many people are not only happy in a sales job, how many people are just happy in a, the career field that they're in to begin with? You're leading people to make a decision so you can earn something. So how do you get people past that? It's, on, it's such an art. And I think that's the best way to describe it is that 
selling is it really is an art you almost have to as bad as it sounds you almost have to trick people to the point where they don't realize what's happening i think that's when you're truly when you're truly good at sales like you trick them to the point where they don't realize they're being sold you're just helping them find a solution to whatever their problem is that they may not even know that they have and your job you it might be to make them aware that they do have a problem and that guess what you have the solution but it's almost tricking them i think a lot of the problem is the the structure a lot of companies create where there's a lot of pressure for for people in the sales force to meet quotas and hit their numbers and things like that where it can even if you are passionate about something sometimes you get caught up in the minutia of the numbers and you're just trying to hit your numbers and you forget your passion about whatever it is that you're doing and that's where yeah. you can lose that authenticity it sets people up for failure a lot of time yeah like i used to sell software for a little while and one of the quotas that they did have there was you did make one sale per day so 30 sales per month so you go you know through that first week maybe you have a bad week you only got three sales that next week, mm -hmm. every interaction that you're going into, you're like, oh man, I got to make up for last week. So then you start pushing people. Right. And that's something that's that you can point. only know if you've ever been in sales, which is why like anytime I'm buying something, I have empathy for the person that is helping me find a solution or helping sell me the car or whatever. I have empathy for that person because you know how it is when you're on the other side. But a lot of times there can be a lot of pressure on those salespeople. I love a good salesperson. Yeah, maybe it's my type of uh, selling where I just try to ooze passion and share it with the person across from me. But when I walk into a place and somebody's excited about their whatever, they've got my money. Whatever that is, we almost say respect the hustle. I respect their hustle so much. If they're that excited about me trying their bourbon chicken, sitting on a toothpick at the mall, it's like, yeah. all right, not only am I going to try it, I'm going to buy some because I want you to feel good about yeah. you just shared your bourbon chicken with another person. They earn your business. One of the phrases that we say at all of our businesses often mm -hmm. earn their business. You need to earn the sale too. I think another reason there's a real big misconception of sales is people ask for the sale so quickly without earning the right to ask right. for the sale. And like I do in my field, I mean, selling people fitness, it's something that I'm extremely passionate about. And I truly, I invest. My time and my emotions with every single person that I sit down with, and I'm invested in them. So when when I spend that hour with them, and then they don't decide to make that leap for themselves, and me deep down knowing how bad that that person needs it, I feel bad about myself a lot of times. And there's a lot of ups and downs uh, in any sales position. I always blame myself. There's maybe something I didn't communicate well, or something that. I just wasn't getting through to that person to make them realize the sense of urgency. So that's, that's a rare level of humility and personal accountability that when somebody doesn't buy your service, you feel bad about yourself. Very rare. And one of the reasons you're so successful at it. Jerry and I walked into a vitamin shop. I asked the guy to sell me on, hey, what are the different type of proteins you have? He didn't even know them, which is sad within itself. Obviously, somebody that doesn't have the good alignment of doing something he's passionate about because there's all different types of protein, right? He did not earn my business. He didn't even earn the right to ask me for the sale. And he wasn't even competent enough to ask for the sale. I walked into a vitamin store. You don't walk into a vitamin store not to buy, but he lost my sale. We go into another vitamin shop. 
I asked the woman, hey, what are the different types of protein? She went into the science of all the different breakdowns. Not only did I buy protein, I bought a product I did not intend to buy because she was so good. She had earned my business. At what point are people that are trying to fulfill or are in roles where they're not authentically passionate about, where they're not really aligned, giving sales a bad name? Because that first person at that first vitamin store, he wasn't competent. He wasn't qualified. At what point are people taking the wrong positions, giving sales overall as an umbrella, just a bad name? I feel like it's almost not even people taking the wrong positions. It starts up at that management role that they shouldn't have been placed in that route or in that position to begin with. If the guy doesn't know the difference from one vitamin to another and one protein to another, he probably shouldn't be the, the face of your company that's selling this product. Do you believe that somebody can just simply be passionate about selling? It's a, cause I think that you can, I mean, there's people that are just in sales and they've, and their career path takes them all different kinds of routes and they sell all different kinds of things. But at every stop, they're passionate in the moment about whatever they're selling. They're just passionate about sales. They love selling. They love the psychology of it. They love finding out what makes people tick. I believe that you can have a passion for sales. In 100%. General. I, the people you're referencing, mm-hmm. Stamos, yep. that can find passion selling anything, they're passionate about the sport of selling. It's chess yeah. to them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you made the set, that sale, you won. If they walked, you lost. That's the only way that they see it. Mm-hmm. There's such a horrible misconception about sales. There's a whole generation of 30 and below. They don't even want to consider a sales job because they've just right. been drilled into their head. Oh, sales is BS. Sales is BS. Sales is BS. One of the reasons I thought this was such a good topic wasn't just to bring up how there's a misconception of sales. I want to try to dispel it. I believe there's so many young people that are ruling out sales when it could be something that could lead to everything they were looking for professionally, financially, but they just have a bad perception of what sales really is. The whole point of our pod is to serve people. It's to literally elevate people's wellness. Part of wellness is prosperity. So many people could be prospering in sales, but they're ruling it out right now because they have a bad perception of it. So from four people that we sell, we sell products and services, all of us universally, what would your best sales pitch be for somebody that's 22 years old, just graduated college? Just, I have no idea what to do with my life. What's your thoughts on sales? They say this to you. What's your response? We talk about you know, professional development. And when you dive into a sales-based focus, you're going to learn how to deal with rejection, how to deal with negotiation. You're just going to get to interact with such a wide range of people. So what better way to develop as a professional? You said you learn negotiation. Most people, if asked, I would speculate, like, hey, do you want to learn how to negotiate? Like, no, not really. There's negotiations that happen every single day. Some with yourself. It's good to learn how to negotiate. Guess what? You learn how a decision is made because selling is breaking down the process of a decision. To learn how decisions are made, All life is is decision after decision. You get to get really down. We use different phrases like hot buttons, X factor. You get to find out, as they say, how the sausage is made. From scratch, you get to find out how somebody goes from here to here. These are all things you could take in any part of your life. Because learning how people work, learning how they make decisions is universal. You can take it into any part of your life. Sales is probably, 
at the bottom of the list for most kids graduating from college this year. When my contention is, it should be at the top of the list. Let me go yeah. ahead and give you my sales pitch on why one should choose a career in sales. Yeah. Because we don't live in isolation. We live on a planet filled with people. Mm-hmm. Not everybody has the same skill, trade, to be able to create different products and services. To be able to experience life, everybody needs to be able to share and partake in different products and services. None of this ever happens until somebody sells one of those products and services. What do you learn in a career in sales? You learn communication skills. You learn empathy. You learn the power of persuasion. You learn patience. You learn how to really listen. Another definition I heard from sales over the years was sales is asking effective questions. If you learn all of these things, you learn how to better understand people, whether you continue on a career in sales or not. To better understand people when you live on a planet filled with them is one of the absolute best things you can learn leaving college. That's that's, my sale on sales. And that's the key word is people. If somebody, you know, wants to ask about selling, if they have an interest in in perhaps selling, hey, do you like people? Do you like building relationships? Do you like maintaining relationships? Getting to know people? Sales might be for you. Are you a That's not how it's packaged. It's not a lot of what it is though. I learned so much about so many different people and different and their different careers and their different walks of life. If you're a people person, it might be for you. I think it goes, uh, you know, along with what you guys are already saying, it's just so much about people and about being able to be a better communicator in any aspect of life is going to be huge for you. So just getting that experience, being able to communicate your own feelings to someone else and also being able to, um, just listen to their communication as well. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. So if people were taught by no means the bottom of the ladder of professions to choose, it mm-hmm. takes talented people to be able to help people make decisions, to help people understand how to get to a decision. There's a lot of skill in that. If anything, sales is at the top of the ladder. I look at it as that having a sales focus gives you an opportunity. It's an opportunity to perfect a craft that you can apply to every interaction moving forward. I think it's important for, for people to know that there's a lot of ups and downs in, in sales too. There's a lot of very unhappy salespeople because they're in it for the wrong reasons. They're maybe not selling something they're passionate about. It comes with the territory. I think that's part of the issue and why there's such a bad misconception about sales. I think so many people leave the sales industry unhappy with a bad taste Uh in their mouth. Yeah. So what could prevent something like that? I think shifting your perspective. And again, I hate to put blame on like companies and the way they set up the structures, but I think that's a big part of it. Yeah. Let's pass blame where blame should be passed. A lot of companies look at salespeople as mercenaries. They hire these kids, have them beating on doors or beating up the phones. Don't care to teach them much. All they look at their sales force literally is just a means to bring in like robots that can bring in additional revenue for them versus people that can share the passion of their product and service with the world. Yeah. So it can have high turnover rate. It can be very cutthroat. Like you don't hit your numbers and you don't have a job anymore. So it can be very up and down. It can be very cutthroat. I just think that a whole... It, it would need to be a whole perspective shift and a whole shift of how companies 
structure the their commissions, the way they pay their their sales their salespeople, the way they treat them, and focused on almost servant leadership, which is a whole nother pod, being there to support that person and being successful in sales rather than setting up the structure to just pressure them to sell. I think that there'd be a better perception overall of sales. I think there'd be less turnover in sales. I think it would become a more desirable position. So if more employers focused on alignment, I believe that we could help dispel the misconception of sales. Totally agree. And so back to the employer's responsibilities for lifting the sales industry, they need to identify and help foster the styles for their sales associates that will help them be the most effective, not just hire mercenary salespeople, say, hit your numbers or else, and then you get fired. A rising tide raises all boats. It's incumbent upon us that work in sales and that are building businesses to work harder on identifying and matching styles of selling with our sales associates so they can have a higher success rate. So there's less turnover and there's less bad perception and misconception about sales. So it's not until all organizations that involve sales start taking that focus on preparing their people and assuring their success that sales is going to drop that unfortunate misconception that it has. A rising tide raises all boats.